0: Miss mm. they're like, go girl, go girl,
1: minister, you guys, that was our minister <laughs> of music, Vaughn, with the classical version of uh, That Nivea's was a classical okay.
0: rendition, yeah, just a little classy, Even you know, we're, we're from a classy based, so uh-huh. like, we gave you like Ratchet with the Nivea, but then like, the vocal was like, Classy with a, you know, like a dash of jazz and gospel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just a little flavoring of culture.
1: A little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, now we're gonna get to the scat
0: on no, me. Stop. You got to scat not, now. Gonna, we're, not <laughs>
1: scat. we're not gonna, we're
0: not gonna scat. We're not gonna scat. Um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Grown Up Day with Vaughn and Malik and it's I, Vaughn, uh, his the bad A. bitch of Ocho Rios, um, the greatest gunkle alive, mm. and overall future bad bitch of New York. Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, and it's yeah. me. I mean, I don't think I can top that. I'll try. It's <laughs> me, uh, the one and only Malik Khalid, the one you know, the yoga master. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I'm so many things. I just, I forget how much I do sometimes. How much we both Ooh, do, honestly. Tell them. But it's me. I'm here with y'all. East Atlanta, Santa, back again. East Atlanta. East Atlanta. 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 What we are you from.
0: It? We don't say Atlanta. It's Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta.
1: Atlanta. That's where I'm from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I kind of miss Atlanta. I haven't. I need to take a little, a little jaunt uh, when I when I gonna travel next month but anyway malik how have you been since the last time that we recorded
1: i've been awesome 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 i spent last weekend recording um another podcast with my friend wesley his show beats and banter we interviewed this really cool artist named chini so you guys check her out c-h-i-n-i chini she's a rapper she's so cool such a nice flow hung out at uh, Spellman and Morehouse's homecoming. Spellhouse had such a good time out there. house. Listen, it's nothing better than seeing a whole bunch of beautiful black people all together having a good time, fellowshipping. It's just, it's just such a, just love a wonderful feeling. Like, I just had such a good time out there. Um, and I spent the latter part of my weekend, Sunday, fun day, having to really like dismiss someone um out of my life completely because bitch the whore tried it okay had to let her go but we'll talk about that Not... <laughs> but we'll get into that i get it together um but overall yeah. my weekend was really fun my week uh, I have a new hire that just started so she's catching on she's coming along it's her own and you know making it happen being a great team member so I'm awesome. I'm well. How is your week going, Vaughn?
0: Um, my week has been um, a mixture of great and also really annoying, but for the most part, it's been pretty good. Um, I'm kind of realizing that like I'm over my job, but like, girl, you've been job. over that job. No, but when I say I'm over it, I mean like I'm trying to leave <laughs> asap. Like ASAP. asap. Yeah Yeah. Um, Are you looking? But I'm I am But I'm For now I'm grateful To be employed Um, I have You know what it is I think I just need a break And I have Nine days That I just put in For November Cause I'm I got the best news In the world Cause as you guys know In the past week My birthday was You know It was You know my birthday But The day after my birthday My nephew was born Um And I'm cheesing Like crazy. I have been telling are. I've been telling everyone that he was going to be born on my birthday. I've been saying that since the day my brother told me his wife was was pregnant. And like, I just want to say that me and Le Man are so like in sync. I did his little birth chart thing and like we have the same signs in the same houses. Like that is my Le Man. Like I can't wait to go see him Aww. in November. I love him so much already. Um, What's his name? He's my. Si- I don't want to tell y'all all that because
1: okay. e- business. But we. Okay. But we.
0: I'll tell you, Malik. But <laughs> we call him. We call him Leo. Um, Leo. Which is funny because he's a Scorpio, but we call him Leo. Um, but I'm just. I'm so excited to see him. And I also got to like walk around the Chelsea area of New York for the first time. Because that? I. I lo- I fucking loved it. And my cousin was like, you would fucking love Chelsea because it's, like, so posh and so expensive and Mm -hmm. costs, like, $8 trillion to live there. But, like...
1: Trillions.
0: I've been... (laughs) I feel like that was the first time I was really in New York. And I've been here for four months at this point. And I've been downtown. I've been to Times Square. But for whatever reason, walking around Chelsea and, like, seeing all the fly people, like, everyone was shopping and people were running around, it felt like New York. Like it really, really felt like New York And the, the weather was really nice I was like, yo, I need to live in the Chelsea area But of course it costs 8 million billion dollars to do that So, one uh, day in the future Just not right now um, it's, gonna, it's gonna happen yeah, for you Yes, it's gonna happen for us For us, you know For us um, But Ubu. Let's just go Let's just go straight ahead And jump on into this week's
1: Get, um, it get it together together. So you guys This week forget get it together I have one thing And I feel like we keep talking about this thing Over and over again um, Say what you mean the first time Communication Really quickly I was out with friends During the um, last weekend Having a Sunday fun day <clears throat> And There are Sometimes in your life People are going to leave you And you are going to have to be okay with that And you're going to have to let them leave And sometimes in life You're going to have to leave someone Even if if you've been best friends with this person For 20 years You're going to have to leave some people sometimes Sometimes somebody's purpose Has just been served in your life right? And that's just okay But the question is when do you know When to leave You know when to leave when you are Completely When you can't stomach someone if you have to question if you want them in your space, if you have to, uh, you know, really think about it hard, do I feel like dealing with this, then that person does not need to be in your life anymore. If it's a struggle, if it's like, you know, anything that's extra, if it's a push, you know, if if you have to really dig deep for this person to come around, then just let them go. Ultimately, you know, I've been friends with someone for um, like a six seven year friendship and it's come to a head it's over now and it's over now because of if someone (laughs) if someone has i'm so sorry (laughs) it was a big key if someone has like security issues and abandonment issues and um you do everything in your power to reinforce positivity to reinforce trust and to reinforce um, just goodwill within that friendship And they continue to smite you over and over again Because of your good fortune Smite um, And if someone cannot just see The glory And the love And the camaraderie with Within you, within the friendship And they always take every moment And make it bad when there's nothing bad happening You have to let that go um, And my get it together this week Is to Focus on the people that make you feel good, you guys, and nothing more. That is real. Nothing more. Focus on the people and the things that make you feel good. And And if we really do that, what will happen is we will start manifesting so many things within our lives. Things will fall into place. When we spend a lot of time trying to put puzzle pieces that aren't, Congruent that aren't matching. What happens is we just the square won't go
0: in a triangle. That's it. Not go in the triangle
1: when it won't go in the triangle. We have to stop spinning our wheels for people, places, and things that don't fit us. That aren't where we are, and that's simply okay for someone not to be where you are and to let them go. So, um, get it together this week. Spend more time doing things that make you feel good. And I don't mean like indulging. You know, I mean. You know working out makes you feel good. Working out, you know meditation makes you feel good. You know, you know going to get that Medicare and pedicure twice a month or three times a month that makes you feel good or whatever, you know getting that massage or reading that book or writing that open letter to yourself, whatever it is that makes you feel good, whoever makes you feel good and positive and happy. Keep keep that energy and keep that space awake. Keep that space with you. But don't ever think you need to Go back to something because of tenure, experience, Ooh. or history. Come on, Jesus. You don't have to do that. And um, that's my get it together, you guys. That, that's get it together. That,
0: that really spoke to me, especially the last part of that. As Okay, for those of y'all that don't know, I am doing something right now called Four Months of Focus. Mm-hmm. I officially start tomorrow, manana. Um Damn. Although we're, it, it'll be the third day of November. Whatever, don't judge me. <laughs> where I'm starting that officially then um, And I, ironically Your Get It Together is kind of what My four months of focus is going to be And that's selfishly dedicating Four months to my mental Emotional, physical And financial well-being yep. If anybody wants to start with me You can start on Monday um, Or you know whenever It is for you, it's good for you But that really spoke to me Because I was having a conversation With my friend Corey earlier And he was talking about how like Cause he moved to LA And he was saying that like people don't even realize That he moved to LA Like quote unquote friends They don't even realize that he's moved to LA Like it's like they find out when They hit him up for a favor And he's like Nigga I don't live in Atlanta anymore And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's literally me (laughs) Like one of my friends um, An associate of mine called me when I was at work the other day and was like, yo, I need you to bail me out of jail. And I was like, I was like, A, why are you in jail? Well, no, no, A, why are you calling me while I'm at work? B, why are you at jail? C, I don't live in Atlanta anymore. And he was like, what do you mean you don't live in Atlanta anymore? And I was like, you just wasted your first call because I don't live in Atlanta anymore. I moved to New York. And he was like, what? And I was Damn.
1: like, yeah. Like, that's not and a call. Like, that's, that's not what you want to hear when you're trying to get
0: out of jail. <laughs> right. I was like, I'll do you a solid. I'll call your father. And he was like, man, I do not want pops to know. And I was like, well, you can stay in jail or can call your father. <laughs> so it's up to you. So I called his dad for him. And, you know, that, that, but that, that whole ordeal, like, it just reminded me that, like, it's okay to let go of certain quote unquote friendships. Um, and I'll admit I tend to have a bad I I tend to have a bad habit of of um not nurturing all of my friendships, um because of a lot of my own issues. Like I tend to be very secluded and and um you know I like to be by my damn self.
1: Mm-hmm. And people
0: like to go out and do things and I'm not always the most social person. So I feel like you have to pick and choose like which friendships are good And like dedicate to those friendships And nurture those friendships Because I'm one of those kind of people That held on to a lot of quote unquote friends Because we've known each other since high school um, Even though I've Emotionally detached from them For whatever reason I still kind of held on to some You know Whatever the significance was Of those old friendships Because like the, It's the, the familiarity of it about, Like we, we, we exactly. want to just
1: it, it, It's familiar
0: Exactly Exactly. Yeah. Like that's literally it cuz the guy that I was just talking about like it was him and like five or six other dudes that we were all best friends. And I have not spoken to the majority of them since maybe 2016. And mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to him since the one that called me to get him out of jail, since like maybe 8 6 to 8 months ago. And it was one of those things where like it was he needed a favor. And I can often be that friend for a lot of people where it's like, "Oh, I need a favor." And I think because, I don't know what it is, but over like the past m- like month or two, I've become very hypersensitive to people hitting me up because they need things, and not just hitting me up to like, say what's up. Because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't always hit people up just to say what's up. Um, only because I feel like I, I live in a weird space with a lot of quote unquote friends where it's like, I don't know if you're really my friend, or if you were just using me for... You know, whatever the case may be Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of starting Like the older I get now, I'm kind of starting to see The ones that are Really trying to be my friends And the ones that only hit me up Because they need something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. again, to tie that all Back into my four months of focus Like I said, I'm selfishly focusing on Myself and the things That better me, like even today at work Everybody knows I live in my job, right? Even today at work Like, I walked in, and I'm over my director. Like, you know how you say, like, separate yourself from people that have, like, negative energy or people that, like, you have to force yourself to be around? Yeah. She's one of those kind of people because she's spoken about everyone behind. Like, you know that person that talks shit about everyone behind their back to everyone? Yeah. And it's like, girl, eventually, like, you're playing a game of telephone, and someone else is going to pick up the call.
1: Mm -hmm. And, like... And clock your tea.
0: And clock your tea, right. And she's one (laughs) of those people. And I can't wait until I, like, hand her my two weeks notice so I can be like, sis... Here's what you don't do. Don't talk shit to about everyone to everyone because what's going to end up happening is we're all going to end up talking about you.
1: Damn.
0: Which we did. Um so like today at work, I left like I didn't stay my usual 19 and a half hours like I can't, I listened, I pumped in there like got to my desk got myself situated went upstairs came down at the end of the day and was like all right y'all have a good night like wasn't no extra i wasn't staying to help nobody do nothing like and it wasn't even a, a like to be malicious it was just i always stay and help i always go the extra mile i always do the most for other people and it's never reciprocated and like my mother and i even had this conversation and she was like you know so you know you shouldn't do things you know, to be, for it to be reciprocal. And I'm like, you know, that's not even the case. And she goes, I know because I know you. But what I'm saying is, don't do things for it to be reciprocal, but you will receive, you know, God's gift in the end. And I was like, that sounds good. (laughs) And she was like, my mom was like, don't, don't even start. Don't even start. Like I said what I said, don't even start. So I'm trying to like come from a place of like, going back to doing things and being my nice helpful self while also still being selfish and doing the things that I need cuz I do struggle with being selfish like I tend to put everyone and everything before me and that ain't happening no more like that shit's not popping Hell I gotta no. get my life together gotta get my life together so you got
1: to yeah 4 months of focus focus on yourself i'm excited for you yes
0: thank you friend
1: and happy belated birthday thank
0: you Happy
1: birthday! Take
0: it to church. Come on.
1: To you. To who? Happy birthday! Come on. To you. Come on. Happy happy birthday! (laughs) Come on. (laughs) To (laughs) Vine. This <laughs> birthday to you.
0: Thank you. When I tell you I am down. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what it was? It was the heavy church vibrato, the
1: Yes. Birth. <laughs> Backwoods Baptist, come on, backwoods. That that was Backwoods
0: Baptist. Thank you, friend. (laughs) So
1: friend.
0: Anyway, let's take a quick little break, and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far. If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media. The Instagram is grownupgay, G-R-O-W-N, up gay. Our Twitter is gay underscore. And our website, of course, is grownupgay.com. Now let's get back into this week's episode. For this week's growing up gay segment Which as you guys know Is the main focus of the show That is why we're all here That's what the show is titled after That is the meat and potatoes If you will of the show uh, We wanted to focus on uh, Father son relationships um, As like I, like I just stated earlier My brother became a father for the first time And he had a little boy um, Little Leo like we call him And it Made me start thinking about you know father-son relationships uh, my relationship with my father my relationship with my brother um how my father's relationship with his father has affected him and h- how it affects us um in essence and just all the things that go on um in a father uh, father-son dynamic especially for gay men especially gay black men or gay men of color uh because we gay men of men of color period have uh a different relationships with a different relationship with their father, right? There's a lot of absenteeism. There's a lot of um, dysfunction. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in yeah. relation, you know, re- in those relationships, right? Um, and not all those relationships, obviously, because I clearly grew up with my father. Malik grew up with his father, um, but <clears throat> a lot of our peers, a lot of our peoples, uh, male and female, didn't have that. Luxury, yeah. That experience. Let me not call it a luxury because for some it's not. Yeah. Um. So in turn, I wanted to discuss all of the things that comes with that. So, the first thing I wanted to get into was, what was? Did you have any pressure while you were growing up to to quote unquote be your father or be like your father? Did you have that like father like son pressure? Because I know for you, you are the only boy, correct?
1: No, so I have a brother. My brother is 23. I don't talk about him a lot, so that's probably why you thought that. Um, I was just about to... Wait,
0: (laughs) your your mother and father have another
1: son? Yeah, so I... Gag. Yes, so there are four of us, right? So there's me. I just turned 27. My brother is 23. My sister is 15. My other sister is 8. About to say, I know the sisters. Right. So, you know, I think what I had with my dad is... We looked alike, kind of, sort of. So, people used to say that. And then we... I think I'm a pretty snazzy dresser. So, my (laughs) daddy was really, really clean. Like, my dad was one of the... He was the first black man to actually work at Brooks Brothers in Atlanta. So, he was just a super clean guy. Just, I mean southern charm, southern gentleman from Alabama. So he was a ladies man and he just was such a good dresser and so handsome and so clean. Like I think that's what I got the biggest comparison to like from him in that regard. So I really wanted to be like him in that respect like to be you know clean, shaven, just really debonair Together. and handsome like that's what I wanted. Um, right. to, I wanted to emulate that from him because I saw that growing up and then you know, of course, there was, you know, a lot of negative stuff that, um, I felt like I was pressured to do. Like, obviously, you know, sports is one, you know, my dad played football and, you know, he, he like, you know, he did all, he did all of that jock stuff too. Um, but more so, I think he was more of a socialite than a jock, if you will, you know? And so I think those mm. are the things that I really clicked to, to emulate more so than, um... Like the sports stuff Like just maybe more Like I, I found the things That I was strong at And comfortable within him mm-hmm. And I wanted to be like, Be more like that Right What about you? So did you
0: for, Um, For me You know My relationship with my My father And you know The expectations of Being like my father I actually I never really had Those expectations Of being like okay. my father Ironically I had expectations of being like my brother, um, because my father, I I always jokingly say to people that, like, my mother, my my parents have, like, the the opposite sides of the coins when it comes to kids, like, my brother is, like, the perfect, ideal, like, (laughs) if anyone wanted a son, it's my brother. Like, he's good looking, he's played literally every sport, he's been on ESPN, um, he was super popular in high school, but also a great student. Got scholarships to college, got his degree in engineering, like plays sports. Um, he's intelligent. Like, my brother always, like, he's like perfect. It's like if you wanted to have a son, you wanted to have my brother. And then there's me,
1: <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you <Yeah>, the all American, Do <laughs> you have. Mom. Right,
0: or the all Jamaican, but yeah. you know, whatever. Well, uh, you know what I mean. Had, yeah, I know what you mean. Like the ideal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the i, you have the ideal son, and then you have me. And I always grew since my brother is older than me, I always grew up um, seeing my father's relationship with my brother, and seeing how much my brother, in my eyes at least, was like my father's favorite. Yeah, and was my my father's. Now this is we're gonna tie this back in in the end, and y'all will see where all this pulls together. Um, but yeah. My, I always grew up with more so the pressure of being like my brother Because I knew my father Loved those things about my brother Like my father and my brother could bond over sports Wasn't happening over here Like I, I distinctively remember us Watching the 76ers Like this was like back in like 98 uh, When we like first moved to America um, Or it was in 99 One of the two um, We were watching like the 76ers game And I distinctively I was all of like 7 Or 6 However old I was, I remember seeing Allen Iverson coming on the TV screen and thinking, "Ooh, he's fine." And like my 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 father and my brother were so into Jordan, and my brother loved Iverson, and I was like, "Yeah, I like Iverson too," not for the same reasons. At that age, I knew it wasn't for the same reasons. With the brain, yeah, 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 like because he was like my first crush. I loved Allen Iverson, um, but like yeah, I, I so like Kobe <laughs> I've never cared for Kobe. I don't find him attractive. Um, I don't like him. I don't know what it is, but, like, mm. I've never liked Kobe Bryant. Like, I, I honestly can't even explain it. Like, I used to use the fact that he, like, raped that girl as, like, a crutch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, he's a rapist, so I don't like him. No. But it, <laughs> I know. But in reality, I. you know what it was? My brother was such a Jordan Iverson... Man, and my father hated the Lakers. <laughs>
1: like, oh shit! Hated
0: the Lakers. So I think I just adapted all of their disdain for the Lakers, absolutely, and, and Kobe Bryant as my own. because I have no like actual reason to dislike that man, but I still to this day every time I see him, I'm like, Ew Kobe Bryant. But anyway, so that was I think where so uh, more so where my pressure came from. I wanted to live up to the the bar that my brother had set for my father and my mother. I wanted to be that son. And even though I knew very quickly, like I remember going to soccer practice for the first time. And cause like when, I, when we lived in Jamaica, I ran track, I played, you know, soccer, I did all that stuff. And when we moved to America, I didn't touch it for like two years. And I think mm-hmm. that was like when the gay festered. <laughs> that was the, that was when the gay, <laughs> the gay, the, gay the, the, the American gay hit you. Right, <laughs> I caught a strong case of the American game, and, um, <laughs> and I remember we went back to uh, my, my father put me on a football team, soccer that is, a team, and I remember going to the practice and being like, "This is just not for me. Like, I this don't want do this." Right, like I enjoy running around and playing. I played kickball, but I was like, "This whole sports part of it, like, I don't give a fuck about none of this, <laughs> like, at all." So that was more so where my uh, issue, if you will, came. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you, what was it like? Because, I mean, being that we were, we're queer, right? We're gay, young black men, right? What was it like when you first realized, like, oh, there's there's a difference between what my father wants from me and what I want from me. Like, when was that first time when <laughs> and when that reality, like, became real for you? When you could, like, really feel the tension of that?
1: You know, honestly, I don't think my... I don't know what my father wanted for me. Because uh. I, feel, I feel like in my household... There was a lot of confusion happening internally with me. It was internally within me because of the fact that, like my father used to do some really like fucked up things to my mom like he would take money out of her purse mm. um he he was just a, 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 like, a, like he did some real fucked up shit like often as i was growing up so i had really like conflicting views of my father and of myself honestly because i was like why is he doing these things? Like, like why? You know. Right. And so right. seeing that growing up, I remember that I I was like I to to I was so angry at him. Like to get back at him, I would go, and he had my dad had like this coat in the closet. So I would go in that coat pocket and take whatever money he had. I would take it just to like see his reaction. You know, and. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, I thought that that was like, okay, I'm going to get you back for what you're doing to my mom, right? And so right. the reason why I say that I don't know what his expect- what his expectations were of me is because I didn't... My dad never... he did, He never encouraged me. He never affirmed me. He never uplifted me. Any of those things because he didn't know how to do that because he never had that within his own life, right? So it was a very like looking back, I could see why I have had so much indecisiveness within my own life because of the fact that I wasn't like motivated that that way at my house with someone pushing me and, and, and you know and, and guiding me and, and telling me like this is the path because he didn't he didn't have those kind of tools and he definitely didn't have those kind of tools to try to like to tell me one way or the other um you know how like i wasn't able to look at him and say this is what i want to be like until much later in my life after he kind of got his shit together and started like being more of the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial person that he was meant to be and when right. that happened i saw a different side of him like i wanted to be more self Enterprise, how he was later in life before he died. So it's really weird. It's really weird because I look at it and I think like, hmm, like I didn't want to be like my dad with like his bad behaviors, but but then then I think about all the bad behaviors that I've like exhibited from seeing him do it and from like practicing doing it for so long, like. I saw him steal from my mom, so I think about how how many times have I stole from people, like not things, but stealing time or energy, like stuff like that. And so I think that that is like one thing that I learned from him, and that's a role that he played in my life that was negative. And that's that that's an experience that really shaped me as a queer young adult, as a queer black man. Like I had to really go back and. Identify that, like, hmm, where did I learn this? Where, where did I learn this from, and why have I been doing this for so long, and how is this affecting me? Okay. And so, um, for me, like, I don't know what my father's expectations were of me because he really didn't lay them out. He didn't lay for them out. Any of us, he didn't lay any right. expectations out because he didn't. He really didn't have any of him of himself until. I was much older and I had already kind of had like a hodgepodge of anger and resentment and love for him.
0: So do you think you saw your father for the man he was outside of just because we a lot of people tend to have this idyllic um, persona or this idyllic, you know, vision. Vision of of who their parents are They don't see them for real people Right? We tend to to See our our parents as like superheroes Or invincible Uh, But for you, you probably got to saw your father For who he truly was As like a human being, right? This imperfect being You got to see him uh, for that early in your life And Mm -hmm. I can can kind of identify with that um, For two different reasons Um, One My, my always, like, my mother used to, well, not my mother, but I used to always, like, let people, like, say to people, whenever they asked me, and this is kind of jumping ahead, because I'm going to ask this question later, um, would you want to date a man like your, your father, right, or does the kind of man that you, you try to date or want to date, um, or your ideal man, if you will, is, is, is that person built off of who your father was, and I used to be like, no, because my father, um, was a, not a great significant other. He was a great, great, awesome father, but he wasn't a great husband um, or you know, like significant other to my mom. Um, and I can say that because I, I learned that at a young age. Because my parents got divorced like right when we moved to America. Like we moved to America, and I caught a case of the gay, and they caught a case of the divorce because <laughs> <laughs> this should happen at the same time. Like as soon as we got here, it was like, ooh, they're they're divorced, and. My, my, my mother, both of my parents, honestly, they're cancer, so they're emotional. Um, they were very honest with us about the whole, too honest, honestly. <laughs> they, they told us a little bit too much, um, about everything. So I saw my father as a, a, man first, an imperfect man at a young age. I mean, I still had, and I still to this day hold on to my father being this invincible Person, because I've seen him get through so much and I've seen him become who he is and I've seen him love me, you know, unconditionally, which kind of restored the superhero idea in my head. And we'll get to that. Um, But for me, at a young age, I saw, I saw what my, like I said, I saw what my father wanted for me. But it wasn't until I was about, I want to say maybe well over 13? Um, no, no, no. It was definitely like around 13, 13 or 14 years old um, when the, that, the difference, if you will, started to rear its head and it started to make me really uncomfortable and I could not be comfortable, I was not comfortable, like fully comfortable around my father until a decade later um, when I came out. Um, for me it would be, like, whenever I would go spend time with my dad, because, like I said, my parents got divorced when I was, like, eight, Um, and I would always go visit my dad, but it wasn't up until I was about 13 or 14 when I, A, accepted the fact that I was gay, like, fully, fully accepted it, because I knew prior to then, but I didn't know what it meant all the way, I didn't know what it looked like, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But at, like, 14, that was, like, when I would go to my, my, like, and I would go stay with my dad. He would ask me, like, do you have a girlfriend? Mm -hmm. And... You know, he, and he meant no harm, but I was his son. He wanted to know if his son had a girlfriend. And he wouldn't, like, pressure me or anything, but he would ask, right? And that would always leave me feeling really uncomfortable. And it was weird because my father and I had a great, have, I said had, as his past, tense still present. It's, we have a great relationship, and we've always had a really good relationship. Um, but there came that time where I did start to accept my, my sexual orientation, and I, I knew my father's Jamaican. My father's almost 60. Like he's an an old school Jamaican man and like I remember hearing him like they would show gay people on TV and he would make comments. Um and, and this has nothing to do with it, but my father used to have a thing against Fantasia because her mouth <laughs> is so big. <laughs> Again, this has what nothing. Hell? I am. I'm sorry. I, I said that, and I remember we used to watch American Idol. And the reason I thought of that is because of Clay Aiken. He used to always be like, I'm about to manda. You know what I mean? Like, he would always say that. But, like, also, whenever he saw Fantasia, he would be like, I'm sorry. That was really random. But, I, he, like, so, like, I saw that he had. An issue with homosexuality or homosexuals, yeah. and it made me feel really insecure because I was. It's like, hey, I, me, hi, mm-hmm.
1: homosexual. I'm here. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm here.
0: You're like I'm right. I'm literally laying on the couch right next to you. Um, I'm gay. Um, but he didn't know this, and he was just being, like I said, uh, uh, unfortunately, a, a lot of Caribbean, Afro Caribbean, yeah. men just a, a part of the diaspora period are They're homophobic, like that. especially the mm-hmm. older ones um some of them are severely severely homophobic and then there's some that are just like i don't know what that is over there but i'm not fucking with it <laughs> like you know what i mean so there, there's that that's that scale so for me it was around um like 13 or 14 when i started to kind of feel that uncomfortable feeling around my father and i couldn't 100 percent be myself i couldn't We couldn't have like full out conversations. Like even when I would go visit him, I would fly down after we moved to Atlanta. It would always be like a great visit up until the point when he would ask me like if I had a girlfriend. And the older I got, the more he would pressure it. And honestly, I stayed away from my father for years. I I think I went like I always tell people that like (laughs) like I don't deal with disrespect like in any kind of way. Um, And I'm quick to cut people off. And I don't say that to be like, oh, it's fun. It's just I I protect my space. And even if you're you're my parent, I will cut you off. Like, my father disrespected me um, when I was, like, 16. And I did not speak to that man for, like, a good eight months. And it took him apologizing for me to be like, all right, we cool. Um, But, like I said, I didn't see my father for, like, four or five years because I was afraid of being around him because I knew I was gay at that point. And then on top of it, I, on top of being gay, I was like, that was like, <clears throat> I want to say age 18 or 19 to 24, which is like prime years for most men. That's when they out here fucking. That's when they got mad girls or they have at least one serious relationship. That's when they have all these things. And I had none of those things. Um, and it, I knew like at that point, because we would talk over the phone and he would ask me and I was like if I can't deal with it over the phone I can't deal with it in person and I would avoid him at like all costs and it's really horrible because something could have happened to my father and I wouldn't have not seen him in years you know God yeah. forbid yeah. so um that is that um but since we we kind of already touched on this um did did the the role you're okay so do the kind of men that you are, attra- are that you're at- attracted to do they mirror your father in any kind of way because like sure. i said people people used to always ask this question on twitter and i used to be like ew like ew like what I'm, i don't like i don't like nothing niggas nothing like my dad i like him to be ignorant tatted <laughs> you know a little dangerous my father is like smart and intellectual he has not one tattoo he hardly curses like my father is like i want they're nothing like my dad but now that I'm getting older I'm kind of like no there's things there that I like <laughs> like there's qualities from my father that I, I do look for in men so do, I mean is absolutely that the
1: same with like you? yes like I mean again my dad was an amazing man every person has their shortcomings um but I think what I like what I liked and loved most about my dad is the fact that he really his personality if you met him, he would pull you in. And everywhere he went, people loved him and people wanted to be around him. And, you know, people just regarded him and respected him so much because of his exterior and because of his spirit and the way that he treated people, the way he talked to them. So um, I absolutely am drawn to guys that have dynamic personalities and that are um, hustlers in that sense of trying to create... And um, you know, establish something for themselves because I think that that's what humans and men are supposed to do, like create and establish things for themselves. So I'm definitely attracted to that. Um, and, and and I'm att- and I'm attracted to some of the bad qualities, like communication. Oh. You know, like niggas not knowing how to communicate. Like for some wait, reason, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Hold on. Um, are you
0: attract? Are you attracted to those things, or do you think you've um, attracted those things?
1: Both. Like, it's a okay. mixture of both I think I attract I think I attract them And I am attracted to them Because it's like It's it's a familiar space You know If you grow up mm, in a household That's so where, honest, friend that's Yeah honest. If you grow up in a household Where your parents Aren't communicating About what's happening That You know That rubs off on your children Your children Don't communicate And tell you Like what's happening I think the biggest thing That I've that I realized Within my adult life Is that growing up gay My father didn't protect me From a lot of stuff So mm. Um, so it, there's a part of me that's like still maybe hurting or feeling mm. vulnerable or and unprotected, for. you know, like maybe something you're yearning that,
0: for that protection,
1: e- exactly. I'm yearning for that protection. A part of me, and it's like, but you know, luckily, I remember there was this guy. Um, I tried to buy a car a, a long time ago. And this guy stole my money. Um, Oh, wow. And so I didn't get the car. And so I remember this was my dad. My dad died from, um, he had um, congestive heart failure. And so this was maybe a month or so before he passed away. But he was, I, I was calling the guy who stole my money. And I got him on the phone. And my dad, like, took the phone from me. And he was like, on the phone like trying to yell at the guy I curse him out but he was so weak and fragile at this point Um wow. that he was not even able to be the big 6 foot 3 240 pound guy that he's always been like that that dad that superhero that I had once known was gone mm. and but the crazy part about it was that he still he still in that moment was trying to protect me from something right right um, so you know there that's i wanna be more like that I wanna be more um like have those those moments and those qualities like those are things that I try to remember and like have shine through, obviously outside of the bad that you know um that that happened growing up, and so I think that you know I'm attracted to the good qualities that are from my dad and the bad and you know, with me, it's more so about identifying, understanding. Hey, why am I feeling this way? Where is this coming from? You know, how can I really heal right. myself from this? And I, and and for me, it's like let's not date right now because we know that if you're dating right now, you may be bringing some fucked up shit with you. You know, right, <clears throat> right, and that that's, happens so often. That's real. That's real. Yeah, that's like real. Um,
0: I. <sighs> I was I was just gonna say like I know I know for me personally, uh, like I said I never used to see it before and it's funny because I remember like and it's crazy that I remember this but I remember like three years ago I want to say like three years ago I was like tweeting just randomly about my my father and I think it was like either my birthday or Christmas or something like that and Brand one of my followers Brandon was like yo your father has ruined every other man for you um, because I am like. A daddy's boy <laughs> Like And I didn't realize This until I got a lot older But like My My father and I think the thing That I look for most w- When I Think about like Dating Or like the kind of man That I w- That I want to end up with My father Has always Made me feel secure Um My father Like From A very young age Like And there's the There's the material Side of it And I think Now I have the The emotional side of it Which is <laughs> it's kind of a dangerous thing to have both um, Like growing up Whatever I wanted my father made it happen Like I would go to, I would literally go to my dad and be like I want this And I wasn't spoiled Like I always differentiate between spoiled And like what How I was with my my father I wasn't spoiled Like I didn't get everything that I asked for Or I couldn't be disrespectful And That's actually a lie But I couldn't be disrespectful and rude Because I feel like if you're spoiled You get things regardless of how you act, or whatever the case may be, is like I was an awesome child. Like I got straight A's. I was on honor roll. My parents never had to worry about me. I was very self sufficient. Like I took care of my my parents whenever they were sick. Like, I was that child that did all that. Like my Ooh, brothers, would be out. That child. I was bad. No, I wasn't bad. <laughs> my my brothers would be out running around, and I'd be like, "No, nah, mom, I'm gonna make you soup," or "No, dad, I'll you know whatever the case may be." Is so like I I did. Like all the mater- and then that's honestly how my father shows his love is by taking care of you is by providing for you um, and that we'll discuss that a little bit more later. I know I keep saying that, but we will we'll get there. But I do look not and it's not that I want for anyone to buy me anything or do anything for me because I'm very self sufficient. I'm very hardworking. Y'all y'all see how the, the hours I put in like I don't I I take care of myself. But my father did establish a relationship where like. I look for men that are ambitious that is the biggest turnoff to me like outside of being like outright ignorant if someone isn't ambitious I don't care how good looking you are I don't care how tall you are I don't care like whatever the case may be is if you're not ambitious I simply it won't work because i I, I need my, for my significant other to be ambitious like I, I that shit motivates me you know what I mean like when mm-hmm. when the, the, the person that I'm with or anyone that I'm with this is friends this is anything our ambition are ambitious and trying to make something of themselves. Like my father came to America at like forty. He already had a degree. He was teaching in Jamaica. He was you know successful in Jamaica, and he came to America with nothing. And he honestly only came here because my mother wanted to move to America. My mother's a nurse and was you know doing her nursing thing in America. Um, so when he came here, he had nothing, and he had three kids to take care of essentially. And um, my father went and got a job um, at a cable company, got certified as an electrician. He already had his degree, so he got certified as an electrician, and he started his own company, and he has a very, very successful uh, company working with some of the top hospitals um, and businesses in Miami. And he was able to provide for his children. He was able to buy us cars. He was able to, um, like... (coughs) stayed with all the J's, stayed with all the, like, everything. He was able to do that for us. Um, so that, like, that's why I say I have both sides because that was the material side of things. And then as I got older, me and my father have created this relationship and this bond where I now have the mental side of that where, like, especially once I came out to my father and he accepted me for being, a, you know, a homosexual, and, like, our relationship hasn't changed at all. And for me, that was like earlier I said, like this, he kind of restored the superhero, you know, ideal father in my, in my mind, because that was the only thing I was afraid of. I was, I was sure that like, once I came out to my, and I've said this before, like once I came out to my parents, but especially my father, I was fully prepared to say, I don't have a dad anymore. I was fully prepared to cut him off and cut that relationship off because I, in my head, I couldn't, I could never see him accepting it. I could never see him saying, you know, son, I still love you, you're my son, you know, that doesn't matter. I could never see him doing all the things that he did for me prior to because it was this big, awful thing to be gay. And once he accepted that, I was kind of like, it was kind of like the biggest weight off my shoulder. But it made me reflect. And now that I, I think about like the kind of guys that I, I I'm, what attracts me most in men, I should say, it is men that make me feel secure. It is men that are ambitious and hardworking. Um, it is men that like my I always say like my father is like real mysterious He's like real laid back. He's real chill. He's not like, you know He's not the guy that walks in the room and needs all the attention And those are the guys that I tend to pay most attention to like when a dude can just not say anything He just walks in a room and his presence is just like Like who is that and you don't have to say he's not even trying. He's not like loud or flashy because my dad isn't loud or flashy but like those things I find are things that I find attractive. I mean, I still, like I said, love tattoos <laughs> and, I like, and I like all the ignorant shit too. But like when it comes to the foundation of who a man is, I like I'm looking for someone that's going to make me feel secure, someone that's going to be ambitious and someone that's going
1: to like, you know, be there, take care so. of home you take because, your own. listen it sounds like your dad was that guy and i think he was that's he a was. great experience i have experienced my father being like that too like listen there were i had awesome times with my dad growing up but i had bad times too and so i just think about you know like what are how, some
0: of your favorite memories with your what father? are some good times yeah, what are some of your favorite memories? Like the
1: favorite Some of my favorite memories are with my dad. Oh my gosh. I remember so my family owns a screen printing company. It's called T Shirt King. And this company my dad started twenty five years ago. And one of I think the, the best memory that I have of him as far as like his business. Um if if anyone's ever heard of Russell Athletics, I'm sure you guys have. Um, my dad partnered with them for a five-year deal where um, he had the rights to every major HBCU football football classic in the country. So the Magic City Classic, wow. the Atlanta Classic. He had. Ooh, the, the, he was doing that. He, yeah, he had the vending rights. So that means that he was exclusive printer um, for these games. And so when I saw him accomplish that, when I saw him, you know. Go in those meetings, work with those lawyers, work with those CEOs, you know, and I felt like I could do it. You know, I knew that I could do it because he was doing it. So I think that's like, just, that's like the shining moments, like those years of seeing him go to those games. And I mean, and and like, these were productions. Like he would have 30 people working for him, 40, like he would have a whole Staff, a whole fucking on, team staff. of people <laughs> working, and 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 the fact that he empowered me so young, like so I was 14 13 years old managing adults, like walking around, you know, just. Did you have a life. clipboard? Bitch, you know I had a clipboard because you know niggas love a clipboard. You know I had <laughs> a clipboard. I had a niggas clipboard. Love. So I'm so so the a football clipboard. game. <laughs> And I'm like walking around the stadium, checking on people, making sure they have enough inventory, seeing how much money they have, like managing. And so the fact that he empowered me so young to take charge and to lead and to, you know, use my best judgment for situations really made mm-hmm. me feel good. And I love those memories about my dad. Like I I, I love that he, you know, just allowed me to... He was. He'll be like, you know, Khalid, you make the decision. Like what do you think? And I'll be that's like, I dope. think this. And and he'll be like, Okay, let's do that. And I'll be like, Wow, like, thank you.
0: So that's dope. That is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: that that yeah. Like those are the when I think about my dad, the first thing that, that comes to mind is just a hustler. Like just the the ingenuity of a black man making something out of nothing with every nothing. door is slammed yes. in your face. He made a way. And You know, ultimately, that's what I appreciate, and um, I think that's what I am more so want to be like. You know, I want to be tenacious. I don't want to stop. I want to make it work. I have to figure it out because that's just... I think as black people, that's what we have to do.
0: That's dope. That's dope. Um, I think for me, I have so many it's funny because my father did a lot of the same things um i remember when my father first started his company me and my brother were like "Ooh, like our dad has a business what is this like and we he he used to take us uh with him and it would be cool to walk into these like big hospitals and like everyone like knew my father but like i said Mm -hmm. my father wasn't a, a flashy person but like everyone respected him like we would walk around he would show us like wires and he would like let us do stuff and he would like We'd be like in ceilings and shit, <laughs> like doing all types of like electrical stuff, and he would be trying to teach us, but we're like we're we were young, like we weren't <laughs> we weren't really paying attention. Um, but I think a, a lot of my favorite memories with my father um, go back to us going fishing. That was the thing that my my father and my brother and I. Uh, that was the thing that we did like we went fishing all the time like he would take us out of school on a friday and like we would spend the weekend in key west uh fishing like we would rent out like boats and it it was crazy because we would go like deep 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 sea fishing um and it would be like nothing but white people (laughs) and us (laughs) Um, because it's like four hundred dollars a pole to like go out on those things sometimes it's like really expensive um so, we would go deep sea fishing in Key West. Um, we used to go to, shout out to anybody in, you know, South Florida. There's this place called Dania Pier. I don't even know if Dania Pier is still there, but, like, we would get up at, like, 6 a.m. Um, go to, we would always go to Burger King at get breakfast at Burger King and then go to Walmart and get, like, ice and snacks. And, like, we would always get a Snicker and a Sprite. Like I would have a that is a the snicker. best combination in listen, the world. Listen, <laughs> listen. Like
1: a Snicker and a Sprite. A snicker please, and a Sprite. So listen, long.
0: listen. That used to be so. Like that used to be our thing. Like we would have breakfast, then we'd have our Snicker and our Sprite, and then we would be on the pier fishing for hours on end. And like the, the those are the the best. Those are absolutely the best times and best memories I have of my father. It's like that, and also my father. Again, I'm real extra. Uh, So once uh, we had a, when I moved to Atlanta, I was in, was it ninth grade? I was in 10th grade. And we had this, uh, in one of my science class, we had a a project to to build something and make it light up, right? You had to Mm -hmm. make something light, light up. So like you had people that were like using you know potatoes to light bulbs and random like a bunch of random shit. You had people that were like doing all types of random stu- stuff and me being extra, I called my dad in advance because I used to be like such a nerd when it comes to school. I need to I need to have a conversation about that one day with with y'all. We need to discuss that one day. Um, but I used to be like such like a nerd. Like I loved school. I loved loved school. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna show these bitches out. Like y'all, <laughs> everyone like was doing like simple stuff. And I was like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm working on something. I can't really talk about it right now, but you know, I'm working on something. Um, <laughs> but my father drove up to, and it's funny because my parents, like I said, were divorced, and they didn't really get along at this point. Although they're back together now, they didn't really get along at this point. But he came. My my dad drove up to Atlanta and spent a week with. Uh, me and my brother came with him, and we built a school. Like we re- built a replica of my school, but it was like, you know, the me version of the school. So like, the flag in the front of the school was a Jamaican flag. But like, it the school was fully operational. Like the doors were electrical, the lights were electrical. I had like switches to everything. There was wow. uh, sh- there was street lights. There was foliage. There was uh, this was cars, some Tomorrowland parts. shit. right like it was because my father was (laughs) my father was an electrician so it was like oh this is nothing like this is what he does like we drew it up we went to home depot we bought all the parts we like we went off on this project and i'll never forget walking into class with like my my brother and my dad holding the project and me walking in front of them like yes bitch i am i am here and this is this is my school (laughs) and my my teacher was like what the fuck like like what? Like, like I'm fucking overachiever. This. She, she was like, you know, I'm keeping this, right? And I was like, I know, because I'm not taking it home on the bus. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, those are those are some of my favorite. Now, I want to touch on before we wind up the uh, the segment. I want to touch on two more things. One, what is the first time you saw the like a crack in the superhero of who your father was? Like, What was the first time you realized, like, oh, this man is not?
1: Yeah, invincible. so I was, I'm, um, my dad was getting ready to leave to go on a, a big excursion, him and his crew, um, to New Orleans for the Bayou Classic. The Bayou Classic is always doing Thanksgiving weekend, so all of my family was at our house, and my so my parents' so backstory my parents. Married, divorced, remarried, right? So when my parents remarried, it was a it was a much better time for us in our in our household. My dad's his business was hustling and bustling, and my mom was at the top of her game at T-Mobile. She was developing curriculum. Like it was a really good time in my life after they got remarried. Um, and so my dad was getting ready to leave and go to New Orleans for the Bayou Classic. And he said he wasn't feeling well. And he had just been in the hospital previously for something. And that Thanksgiving came. He wasn't feeling well. He went and did the show. I mean, the, the classic. And when he came back, he was in the hospital. Um, and he just began to change. Like, his... He, he began to move a little slower And just become more sickly Like literally That was Thanksgiving He was dead in April Wow um, So yeah
0: um, Mine is similar to yours um, Thankfully my father didn't pass away yeah. um, But <clears throat> my, my parents' wedding anniversary Um, is New Year's Eve. Um, so, like I said, my parents got divorced when I was, like, eight. Um, but my, uh, my mother and my father have always had this on-and-off-again relationship. Uh, they're back on now. They've been back on for about a year and a half at this point. Um, but they always had this on-and-off relationship, and it was, (laughs) it was very, like, they didn't hide it from us like they 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 showed us the the discomfort, you know the uncomfortable uh, unco- I always struggle saying that part that word uncomfortable <laughs> no i'm serious like I, the the, Jama- the Jamaican just jumps out and I'm, and it just it sounds funny but anyway they showed us the uncomfortable parts of it and they showed us like the beautiful parts of it um but anyway like i said my father's very well spoken he carries he's never sags his pants he's very together like that is a man that's about his image he's not flashy but like he comes correct um so one day this was december 30th um we were like getting ready for new year's eve you know my mom always on my mom is festive like all year round she is mariah carey but for like every season except for halloween because she's jamaican um and that's not a thing in jamaica (laughs) so but she loves every holiday right um, so we were like gearing up for New Year's Eve. We were gonna go out. Uh, we had plans. My mom was taking me, and my brother, and my, me and my brothers, my brothers and I, I should say, out. Um, so we were supposed to like go to the mall and go shopping, et cetera, et cetera. So our, you know, the day comes, the day before comes, and I remember we were calling our father, but he wasn't really responding. But we just thought he was, you know, busy. Um, so the next day rolls around, and my father comes by, and he gets out of his truck, and his pants are like sagging a little bit. His And it's funny because I can like visualize it all now um, Although I wasn't paying attention to it then Um, His pants were a little disheveled His shirt was a little Looked a little messy And he got out and he was slurring his words Now if you didn't know my father You would just see this man and say oh that's a drunk Oh he's drunk Um, He didn't smell like liquor or anything like that And my father he does drink But not not I've literally seen my father drunk once my entire life Um was my brother's wedding But he He's just like I said He's always very put together So he comes around And he pats me And my brother on our head And he's like Talking to us But he's slurring And Mm -hmm. he My father would always Give us money Like every time he saw us It was like Pocket money Or like If we asked for something Whatever the case may be is. And it was like He was going in his wallet To give us money But like It wasn't Something wasn't connecting But Mm -hmm. we didn't look We didn't think too much into it We were just kind of like okay, whatever Um and then he left. Like he, he 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 went to talk to my mom. My mom was like, Why are you acting like that? You know, you're acting strange, or whatever. My father didn't my father left. So my mom was like, That's weird. Um, so a few hours passed by and we're on our way to the mall, and my mom was like, You know what? I don't feel which you know, women's intuition or intuition. They know. Too, but they especially know. women's intuition. When they know, they know. Mm-hmm. So my father my mother You know, she's like, okay, let's go see your dad. Something wasn't right. Let's just go check on your dad. So we pull up to his house now, and there's police everywhere. Uh, They have a gun pulled on my dad, um, and my father is like at his door, struggling to get in. And luckily, like we, I, I always say, like looking back on it now, my father could have easily been you know one of those cases, one of the hashtags. Yeah. Um, because what happened was he was trying to get into his house, but he was having a stroke. We didn't know this at the time, um, but he had literally been having a continuous strokes from that morning, or like the middle of that night, um, up. So he drove while having a stroke. Um, he came, like he got out. He went to the bank while having a stroke. He came and spoke. He came to our house while having a stroke. He drove himself home while having a stroke, and. Thank God he couldn't get inside. Um, like, I guess when he's true, I, I, the stroke was getting so bad that, like, to the point where when he was trying to get into his house, he couldn't get in. And that's just really God's grace because had he got, like, the doctor said, had he gotten into his house and, like, went in his room to go lie down, he would have died. Wow. Um, and he would have he died in his sleep. So we rushed him to the hospital because my mom was like, whoa, what's going on? This is my husband. This is his house. What are y'all doing? Um... And then that's when she realized, okay, something really isn't right. Call the police, call the ambulance. So we rushed him to the hospital, and they told us that he was essentially half brain dead. He had been essentially having strokes for, for hours on end and was half brain dead. And my father couldn't talk. My father couldn't walk. My father had to have massive surgery. Um, just a litany of things all happened at once, and it's, again god's grace how he survived um but that was for me the first time and i remember me and my brother like having looking at ourselves because we were like i think maybe 10 and 14 or 11 and 11 and 14 and we were 11 and 15 i'm sorry and we were like like we're about to lose our dad like what is i remember like thinking like what does this mean to not have a dad and that was for me the first time i saw that like whoa okay
1: like this could be real like something really this could, could be real
0: this. yeah like yeah. he's not invincible because i had never i don't even think i would ever see, even seen my dad sick <laughs> like legit i don't think i've ever even seen my dad sick prior to them then like he was always my dad like he was always fixing things you know he was always my dad and yeah. that was the first time that it was like not that superhero so
1: how do you want to um, honor him moving forward
0: I want to honor my father by being my best self and that's honestly why I work as hard as I do and that's honestly why i I I try to be as that's why I'm as hard as hard on myself as I am um, because I know how hard my father worked to become the man that he's become and to build all the things that he's built and to essentially set set his family up and be, he's been able to take care of his family um, and when I say his family, I mean, his family back home and his children and you know like his now grandchild like we're good like my, my father's always been able to make sure that we're good and that's how I want to honor him by being good myself and then also by making sure that like regardless of whatever happens I want to work as hard as I can so that way like if anything happens to my brother god god forbid or if anything happens to anyone I can be the person to step in and be like look we're good I got it. We're good. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's how I want to honor my father. That's yeah. definitely how do you how have you been honoring
1: and how do you
0: want to honor your father?
1: I you know my father, his mother was a bad girl. She <laughs> she, she was been a bad a, girl. I'm sorry. She was a, she was a bad girl. Like I mean, she was a drug dealer. She was a prostitute. She was a booster. And so growing up in the projects in Birmingham, Alabama, my dad had to learn how to survive. And I think I want to continue honoring him by being myself, honestly. Because, I, I, I yeah, I want to honor him by, by being myself and by actually putting into action a lot of things that he didn't have the opportunity to. Like, my dad, his father made a decision not to be in his life. My dad was in my life as much as he could, as much as he knew how to. So I want to keep the theme of showing up. I want to keep that going within my life. Like I want to show up and be myself every day I can because I think we, you know, I don't don't ever want to get wrapped up into being someone other than who I am naturally. And so I want to honor him by continuing to, you know, try to, just peel back the onion of who I am on the inside and, and who and who I'm like, you know, pushing myself to be. Right. Just I I just wanna be authentic. I think my dad had a really hard time with that because he didn't have anyone to say it's okay to be yourself. You right. know, his his mom was spending time pleasing and being everyone else for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um and so I want to be myself for me. And I think that that's the best way I can honor him by showing up for myself and providing for myself and showing up for others and treating others well. And that's how I want to honor him, you know, and, nice. and being a good I'm actually,
0: I'm actually really happy. You brought up the part about your father's father. Cause that's the last portion uh, that I want to touch on. Uh, yeah. How do you feel like your father's relationship with his father Affected the relationship you had Or he had with you I should say
1: So we talked about expectations Like I didn't know what my father's Expectations were of me but I had Expectations for him and right. so My dad had expectations for his Dad and neither of those expectations Were ever met on either end And right. so I think That You know my dad Learned from his dad How not to show up for people how not to Keep his word how j- just he learned how not to be, integrous. I don't. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but it is he, today. <laughs> he, he, he. It is today. But my father did not. He, he wasn't a man of integrity all the time, unfortunately. Right. And so I, he learned that, and I think you know, just from his from from his father's, my dad's dad had. 20 children
0: Oh That's like my grandfather On my mom's show And
1: head, so. and, yeah. and he was on The Oprah Winfrey show He like was? Oprah did, yes Oprah <gasps> did a whole Oh you need to Pull that episode Oh I You know what It's a really Old episode From back in like The Ooh, 80s that, or 90s that, Very that old is, I don't know How I can get A, get that's a little on it. He, was, he was on The Oprah Winfrey show My grandfather Um. Whoa. Oh, listen, y'all and family's just
0: destined for, for Bitch, this let part. me tell you
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> so he was on the Over Show for some bullshit, having a lot of kids. And so again, I just go back to a man who obviously left his DNA and was a rolling stone and did did not commit to anyone. And so, um, that's what my father, that's what my my grandfather passed on to my father. You know, right. just not, n- nothing was passed on to my father that was going to be becoming to build and develop a family, unfortunately. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: No. I, <clears throat> I want to ask that question because, as fucked up as this is about to sound, um, I think my father not having a good relationship with his father is what made it so easy for him to accept me as a homosexual. Um, And I say that because... I
1: agree with that statement, for sure. Yes, I agree.
0: (laughs) I say that because... um, And and this is why I think it's really important to ask your parents questions. And I think... You know how early I was saying, like, my, my... I always saw my brother as my father's favorite, or, like, my father's ideal, you know, child... Uh, As we've gotten older, it's funny because my brother's always like, no, you're his favorite. Like, go. Like, whenever, whenever, mind you, we're all grown, so I don't know why we act like we're kids. But whenever, like, we want to ask him for anything, like, the last thing we asked him for was, there's this business that we want to create. Invest in real estate, that kind of stuff. So, me and my brother have been talking about it uh, back and forth via text for a while and he was like, so, like, when you come down here, you know, you got to ask him, right? Because, like, you're his favorite. And I was like, I am not his favorite. You're his favorite. He's like, bro, you're his favorite, bro. Like, you got to ask him. That's and hilarious. It was And so, it was so funny to me because I'm like, wow, all this time. And he was like, no, was like, man, y'all have a different relationship. And it's funny because my brother spent so much time being this ideal child. Um, and for me, like, I just thought it was second nature for my brother. Like, I just thought who he was. Um, but for a, for, a, for a really long time He was really just trying to please my father Because as much as my father Like I said we have a great relationship And he does for us My father's not affectionate Like my father has said I love you to me Maybe like that I can recall Maybe like Five or six times Like I know he in loves your me so In Yeah in my lifetime I'm not okay. questioning it at all I 1000% know my father loves me Um He doesn't say it. He doesn't say it. And it's because his father never said it, right? And it's Mm -hmm. really important for us to ask our parents these questions and go in depth and in detail. Um, And I think that's what my father appreciates about our relationship, Is because it's not surface. Like, I really, like, I interview my dad damn near. Like, I'm nosy. Like, when I went to Jamaica uh, in April, I spent a week in Jamaica. And, like, even once ago, when I went to go see my father's side of the family, I was asking everyone questions. Like, that's how I found out, like, we're apparently Cuban. Um, that was how I saw pictures of my great grandfather. Um, like I, I found all this out cause he was like, he had like reddish blonde hair, like whitish blue eyes. I was like, who is this man? Yeah. Like, who is that? And they were like, that's your great grandfather. So anyway, um, but in, in interviewing my father, if you will, and asking him all these, these questions, I found out a lot about him. I found out why he has his, I found out why him and my mother have the relationship that they do because his father didn't treat his mother the way he, um sh- he should have. Um I'm going to tell y'all some of my business, not all of it, but my father's uh two older siblings have a different mother than he and his two younger siblings have. And like in typical Same Jamaican thing here. in <laughs> Same typical thing over here. in typical Jamaicanness, my grandfather, my dad's father, had one family, you know, <laughs> in Trelawney, and another <laughs> family like in my bay like yeah, essentially they were on like different sides of jamaica and like my my grandmother had my dad's mother had no clue he had other fam like kids with other another woman until she had had all her children for him all three of them and they were still very young they were like um between i think three and five my my dad and his his two siblings um so when she found out she was like i want nothing to do with you um Go go back to your family And that's what my grandfather did He went back to his OG family Married his OG wife Or his original girl And like went on to live this life And my father always felt slighted Because his siblings He feel like, felt like got more from his father They got the fruit of his father's labor Because my grandfather had like a farm And like was successful Uh And they had kind of gotten the best of that. Like, he built my aunt, my dad's big sister, this really big house on a hill. But, like, when it came to my father and his siblings, he didn't do much of anything for them. He did nothing for them, really. Um, So because of that, I think that's why I said my father's way of showing love is by providing for us, by making sure we have everything that we want or need, because he grew up not having that. He knows what that was like. And my grandmother, my dad's... I'm going to keep saying this. My dad's mother... Um, She passed away when they were fairly young. My father was I think 19 and he had to take care of his siblings And still to this day like he takes care of them Like if they need anything if their kids need anything they go to my dad and he takes care of it Um, Not that they're not successful because they 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 are they're doing their own things But my father has just been blessed to be more successful So he's able to do more for them and he does that, you know At will like he's not being forced or anything um, but because my father had such a tumultuous tumultuous relationship with his father, and he still, like, is holding on to a bit of the resentment, um, although my grandfather is 96, 5, he's still alive, he's like 95, I went to see him in April, um, he still was, hold, he, he's still kind of holding on to some of that, and like, I found all this out, like I said, by talking to him, and honestly, I know he felt shunned. He didn't feel loved. He didn't feel the same. Like you know how I said the same security my father has always offered me. He didn't have that from his father. Yeah. So I think when I came out to my dad, I th- like it, and if you don't know my coming out story to my dad, um, I'll cut it short. Um, he and I were arguing about it. I took my mom to Paris. He was kind of like why would you take your mom on a trip to Paris? Why did I take a girl? I was like, well, I want to take my mom. And then he kind of started blaming my mom or like getting mad at my mom for it. And I was like, well, if it wasn't my mom, I wasn't going to take a girl anyway because I'm gay. So when I said that, my father hung up the phone. And like I said, I was 1,000% ac- accepted. Like, I had accepted the fact that like, look, I don't have a dad anymore. He isn't going to accept this gay shit. Like, he's not. So when he called me back... You know, the first thing he said to me was, you're still my son and I love you. Uh, You being a homosexual doesn't change any of that. And it was, I broke down and started crying. And It it was, every time I play it back, it's like I could literally feel him thinking like, okay, what are you going to do right now? Are you going to make your child feel the same way that your father has made you felt all 50 plus, almost 60 years of your life? Yeah. Or are you going to accept and love your son for your son? Or whatever yeah. your son is all of the good and the bad or the whatever and it's like he he chose to love me and that is priceless like that's why i say it's like a little dangerous that like i had the material and the emotional side because a lot of people don't get that yeah so i'm real blessed and stuff like real blessed um blessed
1: bless. yes yes
0: yeah so mm-hmm. That is that. Is there anything else you want to touch on in regards to this topic, Malik? I mean, there's so much we could talk about. But girl. oh my gosh,
1: this topic is so it's like so vast. I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah. There's just there's so many expectations and so many like just unspoken agreements and so many un, unsaid things when it comes to father and son relationships, especially when you have when you throw the whole queer experience into it. It's like it's just a whole clusterfuck. I think it's right. something that we're we're going to continue to talk about.
0: So let's take a little break and we'll be right back with y'all. I hope we've been able to keep you entertained thus far. If so, you can reach out to us for any questions, comments, and concerns at vaughn at grownupgay.com or malik at grownupgay.com. You can actually email the show's a personal email with any questions or show topics or anything you'd like for us to discuss if you want to sponsor us qtmarie right here at growing up gay podcast at gmail.com and that growing has a g in it so growing up gay podcast at gmail.com now let's get into the next topic okay so we're back for the wind down and this week instead of focusing on the whole celebrity thing you know nikki is still bullying Cardi. Cardi is still falling for Nikki's bullshit. Um, There were some Halloween costumes. Beyonce was Tony Braxton. Blah, 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 blah. All that bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Malik wanted us to go back to the word association game. And this is honestly probably what we'll be doing with the wind down section. Not just word association, but like finding fun ways to like bring the show up, if you will, after having deep, you know, discussions. Um, Not all the discussions will be deep, but you know whatever. We'll we'll be trying to find fun little ways to to spruce things back up. So I'll let Malik take it from here.
1: Awesome. So this word association that we're going to do, it's going to be a little bit different. So I'm going to give you a word and then you are going to finish it with whatever, it's, it's called finish my sentence. Okay. So for example, if I say, if I say pet, you say.
0: My dog? <laughs> no.
1: no. So, oh, like shit. pet peeve. <laughs> like pet peeve. Like finish my sentence. Oh. And then oh. you provide. Wait, and why can't you I tell pet my dog when your pet peeves are?
0: Oh, that is cute. Yeah. Okay. okay.
1: okay. So, let's start again. All right. So, I'm going to say Bad. Habit. What's one of your bad habits?
0: Um, ooh. One of my bad habits. Oh, um, procrastination. Ooh. Mm. Okay. I and that's ooh, that's part of the format to focus too. I'm trying to get rid of that shit. I procrastinate so much and then I beat myself up about it afterwards. Like I literally do this all the time. Um, I did it just this Thursday I had like all these I had a list Y'all know I love a to-do list I had a to-do list of things That like I needed to do And I did literally 90% of it And then the last two things Which was get a haircut And finish cleaning my room um, I procrastinated on So I ended up staying up until like 2am Cleaning my room And I didn't get a haircut So now I need a haircut Damn And it. I've been beating myself up About not having a haircut Since yesterday So Okay. What's one of your bad habits?
1: One of my bad habits is, oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> um, doing bad things. For example, <laughs> <laughs> doing bad things. Okay. So for example, like sometimes after yoga, I'll come home and I'll be so lazy and so tired. I'll fucking eat like just the worst shit. And then I'll be like oh I'm still hungry Then I'll want to go like cook a meal It's like ridiculous
0: Well you know you worked it off So
1: I mean you know. It's like I come home I eat bad Then it's like oh, now I want chicken and like Brown rice and vegetables It's like what the fuck It's like you just, <laughs> sat, here. It's like you just sat here and ate <laughs> Everything in the kitchen And now And now that, you want to be healthy <laughs> And now you want to eat the good stuff Like nigga please Right Okay, so. That's funny. Next thing favorite. Artist. Who's your favorite
0: artist? Everyone knows Robin Fenty. Eh, eh,
1: eh, eh my, ella. Uh,
0: ella. Ella, e. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone knows your
1: favorite artist is. I didn't hear you. I said,
0: and everyone knows your favorite artist is
1: the one and only Beyonce. Baby, the Beyonce, Beyonce knows is my favorite artist, and she has been my favorite artist since the wee age. I think I first heard my first DC song was like maybe. Well, actually, it was no, no, no. Um, Ooh,
0: the slow version. Listen, the slow version of no, no, no. no is I that first heard the girl. fast
1: one first. Oh. Um, and th- I didn't hear the slow version I'm until really I was like you. way older.
0: That's my shit. I love the slow version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, next. Is the word next? The word is next. N E X T. Oh, oh shit. That made me think of I say next lifetime. Uh, um, next. Uh, job? I don't know. Next, I don't. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Next, next job.
0: Okay. Uh, what do I want my next job to be?
1: Hmm.
0: <sighs> Fancy corporations.
1: Bam. 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 <laughs> Bam. You gonna speak that shit <laughs> into existence?
0: Come on, manifestation. <laughs> you gonna <What>? manifest that <laughs> destiny? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want your next job to be
1: Next job Um Definitely Doing this podcast full time And just making this The multimedia Juggernaut that it's gonna be um, That it will
0: be yes amen
1: Um my yoga shit You know Furthering my reach And grips on in the yoga community And becoming a bigger name And sharing the gift of yoga with the world outside of just the poses but the philosophy of it and uh, starting my own family hopefully
0: oh you know what's yeah. funny ever since like I really want kids like I can't wait to have them do you want
1: kids I want children I do I do want kids like I I want a mini me so I think I want to have like a surrogate Aww. I'm definitely going to. I need. I want to have three. You want three little badass
0: kids. I want two daughters and a son. I already have their names picked out and everything.
1: What's their names?
0: Um, my daughter, the first daughter, her name is gonna be Zanai. I'm not gonna tell you how you spell it because it's real special and I don't want nobody stealing it. So her name is Zanai. because they will steal that spelling. I want you to know that they will. I know. Um, my son will either have my name. Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, because my name is legendary, and it's yes, iconic. it is. Um, <laughs> or maybe Amir. And... That's my brother's name. Oh, I love that name. I love Amir. How um, are you gonna so spell you know it? I can't. I can't give that away either. I'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay, um, okay. <laughs> and then I want my my second daughter. Her name to be Alaya. Alaya I- Isabella. So her first name will be Alaya, and her middle name will be Isabella.
1: I like those names. I, have, I definitely have not named my children yet, but um, I know I want them.
0: Yeah. And I want all my children to be born in Jamaica because I'm extra. <laughs> like, you I'm are really so extra. fucking extra. <laughs> that is, I want that them is all so to be born extra. in Jamaica. <laughs> Listen, there's nothing cuter than Caribbean children. Their accents are just like the cutest thing in the world. Like my little nephew in Jamaica, he's four. Every time I call down there, I'm just like, please send him here for a summer. He's like he's just he's adorable. Oh. What's the next word?
1: Next word do not. Do not what?
0: Uh do not ooh, do not do 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 do. Oh
1: do not Be disrespectful do I Do like not
0: be disrespectful.
1: fucking disrespectful
0: oh, I don't like that like across the board Like if I go to a restaurant and you're Disrespectful to the, the, the servers Or oh my god Do not refer to a housekeeper as a maid Or a houseman as a house As a house boy or like, That bothers me Cause I work in hospitality I work in housekeeping and whenever people refer to a housekeeper as a maid or we'll refer to a house man as a house boy. And especially because it's always it's always white people that do it. It's like.
1: Yes. Do you. Comfort by motherfucking maid. Yeah, I hate fight? that shit. Okay, the last one. Bond. Is
0: that girl <laughs> I Damn <laughs> I love that
1: I love that and you guys um, that was the first edition of Fetish My Sentence
0: <laughs> That was fun, I like that. I was not what I thought it was going to be, but
1: I know was, it I wasn't. Was you did
0: that. You, you, <laughs> I know. You switched it wasn't. that up. You switched that up. Alright. Alright. You. You you know. <laughs> um, fresh but, for you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the people before we get out of here?
1: Hey, you guys, join me for yoga. Um, November the seventeenth at Altitude. It's a high rise downtown. We're gonna be doing free yoga here um, from eleven to noon. So come out and get some free yoga at Altitude Atlanta. Just Google Altitude Atlanta. That's um, Atlanta. It'll it'll come up two fifty P my Ave Northeast atlanta georgia come out to altitude and get some free yoga on the is that? 17th that's on a saturday
0: nice come on advance notice that's what i'm talking it's, about
1: yeah um <laughs> two
0: weeks uh, please make sure that you guys let me get real close to the mic please make sure that you guys this you know real s- sultry let me stop come, um, closer, come imagine... closer come closer come <laughs> closer come close to me
1: Baby,
0: Baby, let your love shine through. Okay, make sure you guys are rating us five stars, preferably, on iTunes. Um, <laughs> Share with your friends. Commenting. Email us, please, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. If you want to ask Malik how he gets all bendy and stretchy. If you want to ask us any fun questions. Questions or anything like that Nothing too um, risque Keep it you know Classy Um, or not be trashy Please send us a trashy if you have any You know trashy bill you want to send us or If you need any advice about You know ancient niggas or Like whatever the case may be is or if you just Want to say what's popping like hit us Up um, (laughs) on the show Email which is Going to be in the down bar below Um, Or you can go to our Website growingupgay.com um which is going to be going under construction shortly um we have Maybe a lot of fun things we have a lot of fun things coming for you all in the next few months um just stick with us again you can reach me at underscore v-a-u-n on twitter or at Vonogram on instagram although i don't post anything so there's really no reason for you to follow me um and you can email me at Vaughn at growing, Growin, G R O W I N, upgay.com. And Malik, you can follow him
1: on Twitter at
0: Yo Malik, Yo Malik. Or you can
1: get me on Instagram at Malik Khalid Yoga. And you can email me at Malik at com. Send me all your news to that email right Not there. The new-
0: <laughs> Not the news. Not the news, G. In the news. <laughs> no, You know I want everyone I want everyone To send Malik Flesh toned shoes Shit <laughs> Flesh toned pumps I want everyone To send him Flesh toned <laughs> pumps To that email <laughs> um, But that's gonna be it For us this week Ladies and gentlemen Thank you all for listening Hope you have A wonderful day Weekend Week Month Year Life Etc etc um, Be good to yourselves And have a good day Good night nice. We always right I don't